When we look back on our lives, uh, no matter how old you are, we tend to think of our life stories in terms of big events, you know, big life-changing events or experiences. Now, these can be good things like getting married or the birth of a child, but they can also be bad things. The death of a loved one, the day you got the big diagnosis. When we think back on our lives, it's not the highest or the lowest moments that define us, but it's a, a blend of these moments that bring definition to our story. And while a person's life is certainly more than the highest or lowest moments, these high and low moments paint an overarching picture of the story of a person's life. We are going to be continuing our sermon series called Stories of Sinful Saints, and today we are going to be looking at Elizabeth of Hungary. Elizabeth had quite the story. Uh, when going through it and trying to figure out who to select to, uh, to preach on, Elizabeth immediately stood out uh, to me. And the book that's kind of being used as uh, the baseline for, uh, for this series is called Celebrating the Saints, by the way. Elizabeth was born on July 7th, 1207, in the Kingdom of Hungary, uh, modern-day Slovakia. And she was born into Hungary's royal family. And so being born into royalty, she would have had a very comfortable life. She would have been able to get whatever she wanted, uh, the best things money could buy. And in general, she would have had a, a comfort that came along with being royalty. On top of that, it was a good time to be a Christian in Hungary. Because in 1222, Louis II, who was king of Hungary, issued what was called the Golden Bull. And this bull prohibited, uh, in part, prohibited employers from hiring anyone who was uh, a Jew or a Muslim. And it even had restrictions uh, for anybody who identified as non-Christian. And so really what happened kind of mirrored what Constantine did in Rome, you know, where he made Christianity the national religion. Here in this case, unlike in Rome, it was not the national religion, but again, it made it very difficult to not be a Christian while making it very easy to be one. Mary, uh, Elizabeth was married at age 14. By all accounts, she had a very happy marriage. The same year that they were married, her husband Louis was made a landgrave, a.k.a. a count, and so with this position came prestige and power. And they spent their married life together at Wartburg Castle. Yes, that Wartburg Castle, where about 300 years later, a monk named Martin Luther would live after being kidnapped by his friends to protect his life during the Reformation. Elizabeth and her love, Louis, also had two healthy children together. Life for Elizabeth was good by almost all accounts. She had a very comfortable, happy, and blessed life. And together, her and Louis devoted themselves to Christian charity. They gave to those who were in need, and Elizabeth actually also constructed a hospital at Warburg where she herself attended to the people who were there. In fact, it was actually said that Elizabeth gave up her own bed for a leper who was passing by. Which, just think about leprosy 
That is remarkable. But some might argue it's easy to show kindness. It's easy to be generous. It's easy to be loving when everything in your life is going well. It's easy to praise God and have a life of service to others when you have an abundance to give from. It's easy to be happy and have a spirit of generosity when you have a good life. But what happens when that's not the case? What happens when tragedy strikes? What happens when fortune, wealth, status, and and that good life all go away? Think like Job from our Old Testament reading. As you recall, this kind of thing happened where the devil basically said to God, you know, hey, this guy Job, he's a good enough guy. He he praises you, but but he has a good life. Why don't you take that all away and see, see if he then still praises you? And similarly to Job, Elizabeth would experience great loss, great tragedy. While pregnant with their third child, her husband died of a fever while on a trip to Italy. And during that time, a time of, of grief, a time of strong emotion, a time when you would want to be shown compassion, her priest was a harsh man and did not show her any compassion. After her husband's death, her health began to fail. And as a result, she willingly entrusted her children to live with her relatives. Her happy family was suddenly gone. She took a vow of celibacy, promising to never get married again. And she actually took her dowry and used it to build a hospital in Marburg where she herself cared for the sick. Elizabeth would eventually succumb to her failing health and died at the young age of 24. Her life changed from being good, comfortable, filled with material blessings to experiencing loss, heartache, and having everything of value taken from her in a very short time. But despite losing everything through her Christian love and care, her impact actually still carries on today. In fact, if you've ever heard of or, or been to a hospital named St. Elizabeth, it was actually named after her. This person, through the low points in her life, showed Christian love. Now, we obviously don't uh, lift up Elizabeth as somebody to be praised or adored or worshipped, but we do marvel at the faith that she showed, the way that she imitated Christ in the way that she shared love with others. It's like what Paul says when he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think there's something from her story that, uh, something for each and every one of us from her story. I, I realize that there are some people here who probably by their own admission would say, you know what, my life is pretty good. Uh, You know, we've got money in our bank account. We've got good jobs. Everyone has good health. Not really much we can complain about. I also realize there are probably some people here who would say that their life is pretty rough. 
who just feel like, you know, it's been dark for a long time, and I just need a ray of sunshine. I just need something good in my life. And whether you relate more to the earlier part of Elizabeth's life that was filled with blessings and and was just a good life, or you relate more to her latter part of her life where there was tragedy and where she lost everything, or anywhere in between, there's something we can take away. There was a, a truth that Elizabeth clung to that motivated her during the good seasons of her life but also carried her through the difficult times. The hope found in Jesus was greater than any circumstances. Circumstances, her circumstances changed, but her focus did not. You know, she didn't find her identity based upon her circumstances. Circumstances change. I'm sure we've all experienced that before. You know, where life is going really well, and then all of a sudden it feels like the rug is pulled out from underneath you. Or where life is going bad, and and you're just, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, and then things get better. Life changes. Circumstances change. People in your life change and act differently towards you, but Jesus is the one thing that doesn't change. The hope and assurance that we have in Jesus do not change. Look, I I don't know what each of you is going through, and I I don't want to minimize anybody's experience. What I do want to do is help your vision, help your focus. Whether you have had everything in your life taken from you, like, like Job or Elizabeth, or, or whether you've had struggles that don't compare. And no matter what the case, your identity cannot be taken from you. You are a child of the maker of heaven and earth. Life can take away everything that you hold dear in this world. Like the line in Luther's Mighty Fortresses are God, take they our life, goods, fame, child, or wife. Though it may all be gone, the victory is won. The kingdom's ours forever. You can't have that victory, that blessed assurance taken from you. The world, the devil, they will try with all their might to separate you from it, but they cannot. Like like Paul says in Romans 8, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced neither death nor life, neither angels nor rulers, neither things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are a deeply, dearly loved child of the one true God. You are bought with the precious blood that Jesus shed on the cross. The good things in your life cannot be of more value to you than that. And the worst things in life can't take it away from you. Getting back to Elizabeth, through the good and the bad, she chose to focus on the one who doesn't change and on her eternal inheritance that cannot be taken away. 
She chose to focus on that, and she chose to reflect the love of Jesus through her actions. Similarly for us, having our sights set on Jesus and on our eternity, it changes our present reality. You know, our lives are not made up of of just good or just bad moments. Uh, Choosing to focus on Jesus, the one who doesn't change, and on the, the promise of our eternal life, that helps us not just to see that Jesus is present during the good and bad times, but it also helps, to see, helps us to see that Jesus is at work during all things. The impact that Elizabeth had, not only on the people that she directly helped, but on all the people who were in one of the hospitals named after her, that all started with her reality being shaped by Jesus. Whether you have had a life of, of peaks and valleys like Elizabeth, or you've had a relatively steady life, Jesus is at work through it. And when we see our story, the, the good times, but also the bad, when we see it in light of how God is working through it, that changes everything. How do you see your life? My hope is that you would see Elizabeth. You would look at Elizabeth who experienced uh, great triumph but also great tragedy but who clung to and pointed to Jesus through it all. And that you would see Jesus at work in your life and cling to him and the promises that he gives through everything. God is at work in your life not just for your sake but also to show his grace his glory, and his love to others. When we realize that our story is not just the highs or or just the lows, and that it's actually not our story, but a part of God's story, it helps us to see God at work in many ways in our life. As you see God more and more at work in your life, pray that you would be emboldened to share that with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we thank you for uh, the stories of of sinful saints, Lord, the the stories that you use working through the highs and lows of of sinful people like us, but people who you use to show your grace, to show your love, to show your glory through. God, as we reflect on Elizabeth Elizabeth and on all the other saints that we we get to experience, uh, we just ask that you would help us to see your hand at work in our lives And God, use us to be a a story that other people can see you through. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for sending your son for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to stand as we continue with.